0: (laughs) yay
1: hello everybody i wanted to introduce to you a friend of ours who you may or may not know this is jeff Shub. we are here in costa rica
0: yeah
1: (laughs) jeff's been on the study group a bunch of times and a bunch of other places and he's creating the possibility for us to do some game world Consulting here for a project, a land-based project, and also to deliver and expand the box training in Costa Rica. It is not the first the first ETP in Costa Rica, but the other one was Patricio, right And Vera.
2: It was, it was Jennifer and Amanda. Jennifer and oh, wow. Amanda, and expand the box training, and then we did a possibility lab with Patricio, Jennifer, Lee Kumar, and Amanda. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah. So as you can tell. We have some legends to compete
1: with, see if we can create ongoing positive. I'll tell you one legend. We walk into the grocery store. Jeff brings us in because we need some juice or coconut water or something like that. We go and we're lining up with our cart and there's this whole long line of these white people all trying to buy these exotic products that are imported into Costa Rica. And so we could see this two women who were, Sort of anxiously getting their stuff together right behind us. And I said, Do them first. And the, one of the women looks at me and goes, Are you sure? <laughs> and my answer was, I'm a man. And so, and everybody in the whole store heard the answer and the question. <laughs> it's like, it's up the shockwave through the cashier and everybody else in line. And so, it was a fun way to begin our entrance in, in Costa Rica, but we had a not fun way, well, sort of fun way, and you get to tell that story. No. The second flight. Okay. We did eight flights to get from... Eight. From seven, eight. Seven. Well, seven. it turned out to be two in the last <laughs> took off. From Okay, I'll Go tell you
0: All
1: right, so early one morning, like a week ago, we wake up and get on this boat. And it had been windy all night oh, long. And so, and Chloe and I, we get on this smaller boat, and we're hanging we're hanging on the seats. And it turns out that this guy, he puts that accelerator into full speed forward, and he's flying off the waves. We're going to... <laughs> 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 this is about a half hour. So by the time my feet were off the ground, my feet by the <laughs> chair, we like... Damn. So that was the first flight. And then we flayed from Cambodia into Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, and then from Vietnam to Bangkok, and then from Bangkok to London, and then from London to Bogota, Bogota, Colombia, Colombia. and then from Colombia to San Jose, from San Jose to Tamarindo, which is a resort, which is not our resort, in a little tiny plane, And then from Tamarindo here with the last flight, it's in Chloe's story about that.
3: I don't know if it's a story, but I'm still freaked out in planes. And so the big planes, they do okay, but that was a, there was like 10 people. This is like the tiniest plane I've ever taken. And he's flying just at this edge of the land and the sea. So there's all these air.
1: turbulence.
3: I thought I was going to barf. I was like, really, I was really. Okay. I
1: was a little concerned because I was sitting next to her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we thought it was only twenty minutes, and we landed. And Jeff was there, and he was like, "Oh, we, we made saw, it."
1: We saw our, our patient, big hugs, and we got our grounding cords back again yeah. <laughs> on the ground.
3: <laughs> but if you can take a small small flight in Costa Rica, I still recommend it because you you land on these airstrips. I'd probably like a hundred meter long maximum and they're surrounded by cows and this cow poop on the lane, on the, on the, runway. On the runway. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <This> is,
1: <laughs> so. And we drive by mm-hmm. a grocery store on the way here and, and usually there's cars parked in front of the grocery store. And here there were these three horses with saddles all waiting and instead of motorcycles, it's actually horses with saddles in front of the grocery store. To get <laughs> so, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. real country ha yeah. <sighs> so
0: <sighs>
1: anybody else have any sort of experimental <laughs> adventure stories i I want to invite Jeff to share with you what he was sharing with us just before we walked into the office, if he's willing to do it. Can you roll your thing over just a little bit closer to me? Yeah. Are you willing to
2: do it? Will you tell people just get well, yeah. something. So this is so I was I was watching Ingrid's videos um, that you shared in the possibility creation village. And you to speak up. And I was I was just completely moved by your what you're putting out, and there was just like tears and tears and, and and so much because I see this power in in the slowness, this power in the like how much presence and the gift that that this is that this this has been. Um, for you and having known you from from before when I first saw you again since since this started for you i was in, I was just in shock and really devastated actually, and now I'm seeing that this is like
0: it's you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you thank you for putting your voice out mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. there's a second mix in you know some long time things going philosopher.
0: Dude. Alan Watts,
1: yeah. Alan. You, anybody anybody here ever watch an old Alan Watts video and get value of it? Anybody ever watch an Alan Watts video and get value from it? I don't know if you know this guy. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Just search in YouTube or something on Alan Watts, W-A-T-T-S. And you can hear him. He just rattles on. He just... He just goes in and he just speaks from context and, and builds out this possibility space. And there's you can see the parallel between his work and radical responsibility and self-awareness and and all that. There's a lot of comparison. But these videos are 30, 40, 40 years old, 50 years old, these videos. So they're, somebody kept them around. And finally started to put them online and there's so much value to be had by documenting your path which is what he was doing he was just documenting his path and so that's why we put effort into anyway I put effort into documenting our path it's it's paying back for how much I got from these people before who put the effort into documenting their path And just sharing their mistakes or their discoveries or their ecstasy or their pain, you know, and just sharing that with, because people 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they will need this. They will need that stuff, especially from different voices, from your voices. So please, please do, you know, take the risk of looking silly or being afraid or making mistakes. You never know who's going to need exactly what you're talking about because you're speaking about it from where you are not this isn't the theory about where you could be or where you should be or what's possible like that it's not so much about that it's really about where you what you're dealing with how you're dealing with what you're dealing with what were you saying
3: well i was the the example was christine who shared in also the village about her story with uh and working there for 12 years and giving up and getting back on the horse and doing all these experiments. And probably in, in the process of all that, my impression is that probably she felt that it might amount to nothing. So why document it? And it was just like a rough ride. And, and, and then 12 years later, you know, basically as a miracle, you know, what, what was the thing that made it click? Nobody knows. And it's sort of like a miracle. It amounted to this huge community, 20 years old community taking a stand for transformation and healing and
1: An initiation.
3: And initiation. And and so that's why I also asked her in the group of, you know, do you have the map, you know, the map? Do you did you take notes because the way she will remember it today will be totally different from actually who she was t- twelve years ago when she started. Yeah. So I maybe just if there's this idea of Kari needs to be something important, consider that you're already doing something important.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You're just in the middle of it.
1: It doesn't need to be already finished. It does not need to hang together. And if you listen to Alan Watts, he's rambling. He really he just rambles. And it, But the pieces he gets to, and by the end, the whole thing comes together somehow. And you just go, well, I'm going to watch that again. Because, and that's what people need, is that people need the new thoughtware, samples of exploring from a different context. And that's why what you share, whenever you make your videos and your your, your stars and your work talks and your any anything you can write up or video and get out there, please do it. It's just so valuable.
3: And, I, have a, I have a logistical uh, thing: is we, this study group is only going to be an hour and a half because we have a, a meeting that could not be changed.
2: Yeah. Great. I have another legend Go. that I'm scared to share. I started reading No Reason and. I, I started reading No Reason and and I was yesterday before picking you, you two up, I was sitting in a coffee shop reading the book and I read the chapter on countenance. I think it was six or and it spoke to this 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 place that I that I that I am and and then I'm sitting there and I'm about to pick you up and I'm like and the the experience of reading you speak about your teacher and then being on the, on the way to pick you up as a guide is, it was an experience that I don't even know that I could create words for it. But if I tried, was, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to sit down at some and try to put it down. But thank you for, for putting all that together. It's, it's spectacular.
0: That book is really special. Thank you
1: for saying that. I mean, I I just got a message from Cornelius. You know Cornelius, yeah, yeah sort of the same. And uh, I still remember that the night when I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, and I had these instructions to go write this book. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> no, oh man, I'm writing three other books, you know. So I think it was a team effort. Just to be
0: clear about that. Anyway, thank you. Ah. Okay, any
1: any other stories or check-in or anything from somebody else?
3: I wanna to add to the no reason ripples. I just yesterday said goodbye to Sophia Wegle who's been with me for a couple of weeks over here in Canada. And to see her come out of the spaces where she's translating no reason into German. To see her come out of the spaces, I I feel mad because I didn't get the impulse to videotape her when she would come and she would just share with me how how turned on she is about doing this translation and being part of of it, it kind of opening the door to so many more people to get to read it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! Thank you. Ha.
1: <laughs> she and I have this deal going, where uh, she tells me what page she's on, you know, in the translation, just to celebrate it, because that's that's really helpful for me as a writer. Is to every page is new territory. Every page is hacking out the jungle and you know making order and making possibility. So the is this kind of banter back and forth about
0: hmm, just like it's like
1: who you know who is she going to be the next time she writes I man I you know did chapter twenty four or whatever it's like who okay she's doing it kind of randomly like, I don't even know what the chapters are but she's this different person each time it comes back so it's a highly recommended exercise. To take a book that you love and make it available for people in a different language. So we're we're open to projects like that at Thoughtware Press, and we've got a couple of them going on right now. Conscious Feelings is being translated by Louis Trindade, the final translation. There was a whole team working on it. And they did fantastic. And they all translated different parts, and then we realized that they weren't speaking the same language at the end. <laughs> so yeah he's going through the whole thing and putting it into the same language. But it's really great because he's on page 451. That's how far he is. And 451 in, in Fahrenheit, the d- degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature that paper starts on fire. So, like, from the, so I, I told him that. So, you're page 451. Watch out, it's going to... bursting on fire. Fahrenheit 451 is a story from Ray Bradbury. And uh, so it's that kind of banter about the breakthroughs that are happening. Thank you for sharing the stories.
3: Well, I have a legend about books. Somehow I stopped reading books for a while. And and lately I just went through a massive amount of books. We were offline with Clinton for a week on an island in Cambodia. I mean, that's a legend by itself. Um, The island island is called the wrong island. So we thought we would rename it the right island, but... um, (laughs) The, the locals didn't go for that. So, but, and it's, it's an amazing island, but we arrived, we arrived on the mainland, and that was, and, but we really saw the mainland on the way back. The mainland is completely taken over by the Chinese and Russian gambling casino mafia. And they've built casino after casino and hotels after hotels on the whole beach side. They're, that's the only thing you can see. They've like completely concre- put concrete on. Which was a jungle before it was really, and it was just—it was just insanity. Like we were driving in the taxi, was saying, "Oh, that's another casino," and this, and and maybe a quarter of the buildings are concrete, um, unfinished concrete hotels because all these projects started before COVID, and then the China, then the COVID hit, everybody left, and nobody has money to to finish them, and so you have this half finished. Construction that nobody's taking responsibility for, and so I mean I was just driving into town and I thought, God if I ever let anybody build anything you know on a land that I 'm a guardian of, there would be this clause of if you don't finish the building, you know you you have to take it you have to take the whole thing apart, you have to leave it as if you were never there and you, and so I don't know what, okay, I was reading books anyway and <laughs> Um, I was reading books, and, and I really encourage you. I mean, there's these books from the whole series from uh, Orson Scott Card about Ender, the whole Ender series. I recommend to not just read Ender's Game and to read all of them because it's it's a lot about, um, there's this distinction that one of the characters make between the different kind of sentient species that you can be. And there's this big uh, distinction between a, a raw man and a varel which And the, the difference is a Raman is a sentient being that can communicate, that makes the effort to communicate with another sentient beings that they don't understand the way they work, and, they, and they're and they willing to not destroy them as the only answer for being together. But in a Varelsi, on the other side, is a sentient spe- species, and the only way they can communicate with people they don't understand is to kill them. And, and the whole book is from the perspective of human and they're meeting all these different species. But really the conclusion. So I read the last book and the conclusion was maybe the, the species that is the most of the time Varel see is actually human beings. That that is our most natural way of interacting with what we don't understand is destroy it. And to, and that we make no effort in, in, considering that somebody could be different from, from what we are. And it was, I found it was just a a really honest answer instead of having all these judgments about this, these other sentient species that we never get to really understand because the writer's human, the people are human, the reader's human. Mm. So that's
1: why it's, that's why it's so important to be skilled in this box to box conversation. Mm, Skill set, to culture. culture to culture conversation, box to box conversation is to keep practicing that. I mean, even this morning, I was our, our Wi-Fi didn't work at the house we're staying in. And I kept, walked up as a stranger to this other house, and this this local woman, Costa Rican woman, who was in the garage or something. I had to interact with her without freaking her out because she didn't know who I was or what I was doing here. So it was like I was immediately in a culture-to-culture conversation, and my Spanish is about six-year-old Spanish. But I centered, grounded, bubble, made contact, and in that space of contact, tried to speak Spanish. And by the end of the conversation, she says, "You speak Spanish really well." In Spanish, <laughs> and of course, I didn't understand her at first. <laughs> And she goes, where did you learn to speak Spanish? You know, so it was like, it's really, I don't, I just recommend the multilingual thing. And this is especially for those who live in the country where, you know, if you speak three languages, they call you trilingual. And if if you speak two languages, they call you bilingual. And if you speak one language, they call you American. So to those people who are Americans who speak one language and think that the world should speak a language their language, that that other languages are so amazing to to use.
3: Okay, and just, and I want to, I just want to, about these books, and I recommend really to read Robert Heinlein. He was this amazing, amazing visionary from, he was writing in the 60s about stuff that, you know, is still, people don't even speak about it today. I mean, that's how visionary he was. And, and somehow he has this ability to build a culture that has integrity. Like he writes from and about a culture that, mm, I don't know how else to say it, but anyway, and it touches everything, relationship, um, t- what it means to take a stand, to commit, to explore, to transform not so much about healing. There's a lot about men, women, a lot about also um, sexuality, like a new culture of sexuality and, and relationship. Anyway, it's, there's a reason why we recommend the books. And I just want to emphasize that again, because I'm in the middle of reading them and it's, so, it's just so much food for who I, for who I am.
4: Yeah. We want you to be well-fed. You also recommend them with no reason. <laughs> for no reason for no
3: reason and no reason and no
4: reason,
3: no reason. <laughs> okay I'll, I'll spell it um basically any book from robert heinlein but i'll send a list
1: cool somebody else anything else the reason i say cool is because it's so hot here Mark, I don't I don't. go ahead
5: yeah, I want to jump on the keyword of culture to culture conversation. As I had um, two weeks ago, a call from Tanz Complete, the network I created in bring more um, dance to a rural area. And in that network, we came to the point that people were, mm, yeah, that they had a problem as artists to make conversation with a politics and with other parts who are involved in our business and they have a lot of fear and a lot of anger and they don't get what they want and whatever. And then I thought immediately about you need to learn about culture-to-culture conversation and I made the um, proposal to offer that with all the context of possibility management and they agreed. So now I give a workshop on May 24th And hope that this, yeah, that this tool will make the way into modern culture in this (laughs) branch.
0: What did she say? Okay.
1: Thank you. I mean, Jeff was just telling me he was doing almost exactly the same thing in another project not far away from where we are now. And it's so helpful to. It's almost shocking. You were saying how it's shocking to bring in uh, clarity about stuff nobody even thought there could be clarity about. And the question is, how do you, how do you speak into? How do you build enough listening so that the, the distinctions that you speak can land and be held in the space? And a lot of times, it has to do with you have to negotiate with the space holder of the context. You have to actually take them aside. We're having a meeting like that right after this. And we take the space holder of the project or of this aside so that it's private. And you start negotiating what they would actually like to occur in the context that they're holding. Because they're missing these huge distinctions. They're missing a basis upon which a vision that they hold can actually stand. And Dorte, what you're doing is when you take the space holder side, say, do you understand that this is the game world you're building? Probably mixed context, probably uninitiated, probably um, unexpressed emotions or mixed emotions, and a, a number of these distinctions to say the way to, to get to where you want to go involves these steps. And it isn't just a it isn't just a good idea thing, it's a process. It's about process, and so, and it's an evolutionary initiatory process. And if you just are really clear with the space holders, then they will not provide so much resistance about the liquid states. It's so important that you have the space holder holding space for the liquid states. So otherwise, you just become the enemy, and they just get rid of you, and they think life will be happy, and it is for five minutes or so, and then the usual starts (laughs) against. so good cool thank you for telling us
3: yeah and it's i think it really is important to to point out that i mean what i notice is that people when people start opening this door into the world of initiation and radical responsibility and possibility management there's this moment of shock about like the amount of work that is needed and of healing and of initiation and of and transformation and it's like oh my god you know who i, I haven't done anything you know i'm like so, and, and the idea is to, to tell them that if they can even have this conversation is that they've done a lot and it's not, a, it's really not about being perfect. It's not about having done all these things before they can start something interesting.
1: I mean, and actually that re- the recognition of how much there is to learn is good news because it means life is not boring. It means, I mean, there's so much more to discover than what they've taught us in school or what's advertised on on the TV or on Instagram. (laughs) On the airplane flight, (laughs) we figured something out about Instagram. We're on this airplane flight, a little bouncy plane, right? (laughs) Like this. And the lady to my left, you know, about this far away, that was the aisle. The aisle was this far between the seats. And she was sitting alone. She had this hat on, was chewing gum, right, chewing gum, and had these fake eyelashes on, (laughs) and this tan, you know, she's worked over her face for I don't know how many years. And a cleavage. And a cleavage, whatever (laughs) thing, and her phone, and this was like, the first drive was 45 minutes, she must have taken 2,000 pictures of herself. I don't know, it was this ongoing taking pictures of herself, you know, this pose, that pose, this pose, that pose, this, looking out the window, looking at the, and it was like okay. We just figured out that Instagram is a way to suppress fear. Just didn't know that before. But when you see all these, these people Instagramming themselves, it's, it's really about fear of blocking fear of intimacy, blocking fear of presence, blocking fear of um, contact with Gaia.
0: There's
1: a lot of fears that are being blocked by the Instagram thing. So the next time you see somebody doing an Instagram photo, just pass out cards for your fear club. So you're going to... <laughs> By the way, you're not doing Instagram, are you? You're interested in some other ways to deal with your fear, that, some way to have some outcome. Ava, what are you going to yeah. say?
6: I want to say that I've just been on a week-long journey and noticed a lot of still numbed down fear. And it was it it was this project from Frederick Laloux. Many of of you maybe know this. Uh, he's wrote, written this book, Reinventing Organizations. And they've made three videos about uh, like climate change and what most probably will the state of the planet be in thirty years, which is actually not so long away. And I watched and another friend and and just started on the emotional healing processes about that and and there's this huge layer of numbness over it and i i really recommend to watch they 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 did it like okay the first thing is just okay look at all that how it will be like all the different bits and pieces of it so you go down into the realization of what we're going to face if we don't make a big change and then How we got there and then also, so, so what about it? What, what is, what does make meaning now? And, and my vision is really to do it more also in possibility management context and really get together and go through layers and layers and layers of these healing processes. And because I was, I did, I did healing and what came out was really this okay, the energy to do the next thing or the energy to, to get together and, and tell more people about it. And mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah. So, Eva, could you bring that to them? Can you drag the whole organization along into your process? Do you understand my question?
6: Yeah, to give them the hint about the feelings. Like, do the feelings work? When, Pirate
1: when... the space. Pirate whoever will be pirated from the space and take them through those processes. As you're going along, you know, what's, what you're doing now is you're doing it for yourself. But the wake-up call came from them. You can say, look, I owe you a debt. And the debt is you opened a door for me to do these emotional healing processes and I cannot, in good integrity... Shoot off into a bright future and leave you guys behind in the trash pile, so i'm come back to to open these doors for you to come on this journey
0: with mm.
1: And then pirate the group
3: I mean really it, and I think you you get this clarity, but i I realize it's like these videos that um you saw they meant to. Trigger feelings
6: or emo- at least feelings, if not emotions. so much. That's actually the like the whole thing is set up like there's these three one-hour videos, and then they they encourage you to have just a um, not a discussion space, more like a sharing space with each other to really go through that as a group. And so it's it's not so much this emotional triggering. It's just but that, that's what it does to people in reality
3: yeah and and the thing is if you have the feelings if you know most people cannot even feel but even if you can feel if you don't have agency to make use of these feelings what you were talking about it's just like a deep dark hole if you have feelings and no agency it's like crazy making Mm -hmm.
1: and and that is one of feelings work yeah you're stuck there
3: and so that's what you were doing with the emotional healing process that's liberating your agency. Mm. And, and, and people, if people think they can have agency without feelings, that's the point where they're fooling themselves. That's the intellectual corporate idea. If they can have agency without actually being in touch with their heart, that's psychopathy.
0: And so that you would make the bridge between those two. Mm. You can do it.
1: I mean, come on, it's a job on your bench. Just
0: go Yeah, ahead. I
6: got it. I got that.
1: <laughs> I got that. I got that. All right. <laughs> Mimi, what the heck are you doing here? You, have you been here before? I don't think so. You have to talk. No, You're, it's
7: my first time.
1: Yeah, first time, <laughs> they always have to talk. Come on, talk to us. <sighs>
7: I'm very curious, I spent a few hours talking with Jeff yesterday and today, and he sent me the link for this call, like 15 minutes before the call, (laughs) (laughs) so here I am, (laughs) having this um, immense vision of building um, my ideal lifestyle, and, and, um, yeah, this, this, uh desire of community but at the same time challenging all the shadows that those community can can bring and i'm in the middle of it so yeah opening up to new possibilities basically <laughs> are you here uh, in
0: Chiramar or
7: yes i'm in chiramore yes okay, so we
0: will
7: yeah. meet you yes i would love to i hope so definitely <laughs> okay. hmm. right, you yes, thank to... you for your time Are you coming Tegan?
1: to the box?
7: Well uh, I'm not coming to this one That's for sure I have um family commitments back home uh, But I am um, I was Very touched by The impact that Jeff had On me in talking about that Literally So the seed is very well planted and um, I want you to get in touch with your energy and feel and, and uh, open the possibilities for the next ones. I know you're going to be other ones in Europe and uh, it's will be closer to my home country, Morocco, Morocco. where I'm coming from. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this summer in Poland, we're having an extravaganza four weeks in a row
0: mm-hmm. and a five-week
1: mm-hmm. one. And it would be fabulous to meet all of these kind of people and a bunch mm. more really great people and really stay in the context for a month. So we're inviting people who, who really want to become source people for this context to just to hang in there for the whole month and, and do an expand the box training, a possibility lab uh, Heal from school. Uh, heal from school lab and then a skills, skills lab. lab. So really a lot going on. Mm. Okay. Thank you for opening mm. the doorway for Thank that you. conversation. Thank you
7: thank you, thank you guys for your time and your precious transmissions <sighs> hmm.
1: Is it, I, I get the sense that one or two more people are carrying precious transmissions like Sonya <laughs> Dinesolvis
8: uh, <laughs> I, I want to say first that I really missed you and I missed this space I'm really happy to be here today and I am on an experiment of writing what till I no longer have things to write I mean. and I'm discovering that I always have something to write <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's also part of an, 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 another experiment of giving just giving as much as it's possible for me and this is in relation with scarcity, which is something very present in a survival strategy, and yeah, this is where I am right now. Thank you. And I, and I want to celebrate that I'm going to deliver my first work talk. Yay! <laughs> Can you say that again? I didn't the
0: name of it. The title. It's
8: Sexuality and the archae- the Archaearchal Woman.
1: Oh, a simple, really a simple, easy work.
8: <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs> <laughs> well, takes courage. Yes, you will do fantastic. That'll be fantastic. Is yes. it in English or Portuguese? What's the language?
8: So I decided to do both. One on the 24th of May and one on the 25th. So, ah, good. Yes,
1: I'm glad you're doing two different ones. One time I tried to do a German and English, both for me, and I lost it in the first five minutes. <laughs> Clearly, lost it. I could from then on, I had a translator next to me, but it's, it's really great what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Cool, Martina Ricarda. You look beautiful. Mm-hmm. What is happening? <laughs>
0: i
9: i was i was there for three days i was hiking in the black forest do you know the black forest it's a it's a big black dark area in german in in southern germany and i was hiking i was hiking there and i I, (laughs) what
4: it's just out there
9: yeah it's you're right. And I was wearing one of Julia Neumann's uh, shirts with a "Really Alive logo on the front. And I was hiking there and there came, there was nobody, nobody else. I was the only one. And there was another woman coming. Um, and she, she, she saw that and she read that, Radically Alive. And she asked me, <laughs> that was really funny because she said, um, in German, would you die if you would not wear that? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, would you like to try it? You look a little tired. <laughs> and, she... <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yes. And I put it off. I had another one. I had another one under it. I put it off, and and she she pulls it over her head and takes it and mocks a little bit and says, "Oh, I I I really feel better now." <laughs> and it was so funny because it was also so, um, irrational. Irrational is this the word? And yeah, and and then we were sitting on a stone and drinking some water and talking about what this shirt is about and on the back there is the uh, web page of uh, julia neumann and she wrote that in a, on a settle on a thing and then she she gave it back to me i wanted a, that back because it, well, it took a long way from new zealand many weeks until it came to me and and she gave it back to me, and 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 then we said goodbye. But it it was really funny. It was it was like a dream somehow. <laughs>
1: can you can you imagine being the Earth Coincidence Control Office? <laughs> you no, know, you're sitting out there and going, oh "Gosh, Martina Ricard is walking in the forest." Uh, let's see who who should we, you know, how do they? Pick somebody who's worthy of a meeting like that. What a cool thing.
9: <laughs> and and I want to share something else. I am in this Gremlin training, uh, in this German Gremlin training with uh, Lisa and Anna. And there are about 50 people there. It's really amazing. It's such a big, big, amazing space. Uh, Markus and Eva are also there and uh we are working with uh, the gremlin food we started to work with the gremlin food and i have my list and one point on this list is uh, arrogance and i never thought much about it because when i think about myself i don't i don't think that i am so much arrogant but i was working with that that arrogance in the space and it was it was such a big like I was looking in a big abyss, there was so much arrogant arrogance in gremlin, and i was really um i I was terrified about how 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 big and how 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 my gremlin destroyed the space in this three cell with really destroying voice and destroying speaking and really just. Beating into this space with words and it was, yeah, I, I was so surprised by myself how, because I didn't know that.
10: Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah. And yeah. And I, I thought I, I, thought that the first layer of this arrogance is that I am destroying the space and destroying intimacy with that. Because when I'm so arrogant, nobody wants to be with me. Nobody wants to even be in the space with me. And, and I think there are some others beneath that um, intimacy thing. And I'm researching what, what else that could be. And yeah. Yeah. And I want to wanted to share that.
0: Yeah. thank you Martina it's
1: so fascinating because last week or the week before what we were really discovering was the necessity of conscious arrogance which is a, a kind of way to counteract this self-doubt or self-criticism or self-destruction and so that a person would have enough arrogance to make a boundary or to land the distinction or to ask a dangerous question or, you know, open a new space or take a stand for something, even if other people are not taking a stand for the same thing. You know, and there's so many ways for a human being to show up in the world that many of us have been it's been beat out of us at home and at school that to recover from that requires a kind of conscious use of arrogance. And and it's the Mm -hmm. same, you know, it's almost like anger in terms of if unconscious anger is used is it's often used for destruction or harm, but conscious anger is used for construction and healing. And so it's the difference between the unconscious and the, and the conscious part. And so I'm, I'm hoping that in your work with arrogance, that you're not trying to suppress arrogance, yeah. but simply make it make it conscious, and use it consciously as a tool, as a, a kind of agency. What were you going to
3: say? Yeah, I mean that, that. in my in the last few months since I did the gremlin transformation in January, really one of the biggest discovery I made about this my underworld and working in collaboration with my gremlin is it is nothing to do with trying to stop the gremlin behavior. If I try to stop it, it's just, it's just gremlin trying to work with gremlin. And and instead it's about doing something else and being whatever m- more present, taking more risk being in um, the more risk part. This toll is so feeding for the gremlin that it just drops the rest. It just, it just, that's been my experience. It's so much of, the gremlin food that I worked with in the five weeks in January, just they fell off. And like a month after I realized, God, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore.
0: What Could, are you doing instead?
3: Well, mostly it's about, I mean, being more arrogant, being more <laughs> consciously more arrogant. And so one, I mean, one of my gremlin food was to have this inner conversation about, um, like conversation, like things that happened in the past and having this inner conversation about how I could have done it better. So it was part of mixed with self-doubt and was um, like whatever, hatred and like all this stuff. And and um, like I had a call, anyway, I had a dangerous call like a couple of weeks ago and during that call, I just did not let my sword down. I just said everything that I needed to say, ask any question and I didn't do it um, aggressively. Like I got this coaching from Clinton just before saying, you don't, um, You can be calm and very clear. And I, and I did that. And after the call, I would usually have this expectation of this gremlin or this waiting for this gremlin to be, see, I should have said this. And this happened. And I, you know, like having all this inner conversation in me and nothing, like nothing, because I said everything I needed to say mm-hmm. during the call. So that's, like, to really take, take care of my integrity has helped with my gremlin a lot.
0: And, Martina,
1: you know, you've been writing experiments for the different start-over websites. And I love mm-hmm. your experiments. I get to read through them, and, and I, I just love your experiments. And you, I go, God, how can she be so arrogant to make up this kind of experiment that's going to change people's lives? If people do those experiments that you invented, their lives will unfold in spectacular ways, and inner walls will fall down, and they will have breakthroughs. And it's it's completely arrogant to like, invent uh, like clear navigation tools for people to, to go on a path that they've never been before. It's, and also, you're also writing a book, and you know, I know it takes arrogance to write a book, but this is conscious arrogance. This, I'm just giving you a couple of examples of conscious use of arrogance that you're already familiar with, and so it's like a, so you can manage this world of arrogance with this clarity because you have the experience of, of both sides.
0: Thank you,
2: <laughs> thank you. So, okay, I have some. go. So, I suppressed my arrogance when he was sharing because actually our conversation right before this call was really about being arrogant enough to, to 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 say what's not working in the community and to speak up and we were we were both in kind of in tears going through this process of, of in this community what's not working and i yeah i i i, I said well yeah i don't want to put her on the spot too much. I don't want to have her, I don't want to have you go to the next layer of our, of sharing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the, it, well, no, I was suppressing the arrogance of, yeah. of like coming in and saying, "Me, I want more. I want you to yeah. say more. I want you to, you bring it into the space. Would. But
7: mm. We just, yeah, actually, it's very fun, Jeff, ja, because I, I was about to, this, uh, conscious arrogance. This word that you just said uh, really resonated in me and took me back into our conversation this morning. And I really wanted to share, actually, before you saying it, what what was what was alive. So um, a deep, a deep, a lot of pain uh, arising from. Um, Myself as a woman, as I t- teach Tao Tantric Arts as an embodied woman, and um, coming with a sort of uh, clarity over what I want really triggered a lot some people, and it broke me into pieces. Um, so I didn't want to be arrogant. I didn't want to trigger I didn't want, yeah, this feeling of arrogance really was, was the thing that I wanted to avoid, you know, just like, I can't go there because I prefer to have compassion for people. But it took me out of my power for a few days, very painful days. (sighs) And, um, and yes, uh, being through all those emotions that I had of not feeling good enough, or feeling rejected, or not belonging, or or uh, being too much, um, yeah, was uh, was were the emotions that took me into being here today. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: If if you gave
7: me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Yeah,
7: and just to finish, I was saying before in my initial short sharing <laughs> that I had like my all this faith, you know, dissolving and all this hope and for a better world um, dissolving and disappearing because of all these things that I feel in my body so painful. Um, and yes, that brings some space into new possibilities now.
3: Thank you. Mimi, just so you know, uh, a couple of things is that we work with, we discovered that the heart really has four pain, four kinds of pain, anger, sadness, fear, and joy. And it gives you more, a lot more clarity into what's happening in your body than saying pain. And mm-hmm. so... Can you just say which kind of pain? Is it anger, sadness, fear, or joy that you're feeling?
1: And it would help you to feel it if you sit up. I don't know if you want Mm -hmm. to do this, but... um, Yeah, it's good.
7: Yeah. Well, I've been through all of it, actually. I've been doing a lot of emotional release. Actually, the anger was the first uh, emotion I've been through.
1: Hold on. Just um, the difference between emotional release and conscious use of a feeling and distinct mm. feelings and emotions. So we haven't, this is not expand the box training or a, a coaching session, but uh, in this space, mm. we're holding a space with a tremendous amount of clarity about the, those things. And as you could imagine, uh, one simple distinction can open up whole new territory. And we're talking about empowerment. We're talking about agency. And so that's that's why we can't, mm-hmm. we, we would care enough that if some somebody was listening to you and you said well i I was doing my emotional what was release release Mm -hmm. doing my emotional release this is catharsis this is stuff from bhagwan sri rajneesh 50 years ago it's old technology and there's whole Mm -hmm. domains of possibility opened up for human beings and this space is dedicated to that and and dedicated Mm -hmm. to sharing it with each other and empowering each of us to share it with other people
3: and so my my proposal about that is that it the the different things that you mentioned this fear of not belonging this fear of being you know broken apart of losing hope they are gateways they're amazing gateways for emotional healing process whatever i was mentioning just a few minutes ago and we there's a whole group that's a global group um that jeff you could yeah jeff could add you to if you want called collaboration of it's a he, emotional healing collaboration group and and you can and there you can ask you can say who would hold space for me to go through this emotional healing process of losing hope or not belonging because those are emotion they're actually not it's not reality
0: and they're valuable
7: doorways yeah about, really valuable yeah. well guys it's funny because the network cut it in the middle of of this conversation at the minute you were talking. It's the first time since the beginning of the call. It's not surprising. <laughs> were, the network <laughs> is like, so.
11: Yeah, that
0: happens. Oh. Okay. We'll, we'll
3: communicate that with you either in person or through Jeff or yeah, we'll get the message through.
7: <laughs> so I just got like...
0: Thank you. And I just want to check with Habet. Hello, mm-hmm. oh, Habet.
1: You came back. What's cooking?
3: You're muted. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
10: Hi.
6: Yeah, I'm.
10: Um... You, I...
6: right?
1: you don't have to say anything. Hi? You don't have to say anything. You're here. We were here. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> ah, reminds me of a plane ride I had recently. <laughs>
0: alrighty then and Janet, hello Janet
6: Janet good morning yes good one. anything yeah. from New Zealand anything from New Zealand uh, James Andrews and Gabrielle and I are in the middle of another building communication bridges inside and out so phase one game world building and that's fun to do the three together, um yeah, it's been a very powerful month of living life fully family camp, two BCBs, the e organize e t b and I love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jane,
3: yeah. who's the friend oh,
6: so go go and Chloe.
3: Who's the third person, James and you and- Gabrielle. Oh, okay, Gabrielle Millinger, cool.
6: Yeah, we're off to Waitomo Cave on the way down to Yulia and Millie's little, and Jay's little community tomorrow.
3: Say hi to the glowing worms.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Get in there.
10: Hola. Yeah, yeah. I want to share that I did uh, my first um, M- uh, extraordinary listening world talk I did it uh, for my community and it was um, they came 12 people and it was in English and in Spanish and now as some people ask me if I can do it again or or because they didn't assist I'm going to do the second one uh, Ten and it was really inspiring and beautiful. I just follow some recommendation from the um, listening uh, website and, and dare myself to be comfortable with them comfortable, and I love it. And I'm gonna. I just wanna celebrate and say that I did it, and uh, I really like uh, the different moments when you, uh, in one way or another, you challenge me to to get out of the fear. <laughs> and, and I want to say thank you. My voice is not too good to help you hear it well.
3: Nice
1: to hear from you. Happy experimenting.
3: We'll see you then. She's going to be good Yes,
1: Yes. Here? yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right, <laughs> super. I'm so exciting for that team. <laughs> so, anybody else? Anything before? I, I mean, the stuff from the book that I'm about to read is really in alignment with all these experiments. But Mark, you look.
0: Were you wanted to say something, Mark?
11: Hello. So I found that I did put this in a safe place. that was just a forgettable place. I hung it on a shirt in my closet and I didn't lose it. it just took me three months to find it. <laughs> thank you. Thank so you. I took a break from figuring out what my bright principles are, perhaps.
1: I don't I'll think see. so. <laughs> <But> <laughs> didn't seem like it, Mark. The last three months being in groups with you and stuff, it's been really wonderful your sharing and stuff. So thank you. I survived
11: my parents or my father and my sister situation and found what was there for me that had yeah. nothing to do with them. So, and I'm back home in Eugene and working on
1: things. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I'm, I'm here in the Building Love, the last book, page 238. And we're in this section about the kinds of extraordinary intimacy experiments, simple intimacy edge work experiments. And even though they're very simple, it turns out that they're quite profound. And we're, we're, in fact, we're at the, I think there's, I don't know, five or six more experiments, but the next experiment in the list here <clears throat> is called serving something greater than yourself. Serving something greater Even then, your relationship with your relationship with your relating. It says, together with your partner, for example, plant 1000 baby trees in an area that was deforested. And I think you could get the feeling of the dedication. You know, you could not do that in a day or a week, maybe not even in a month. And so it would be this space that you would be in together serving something greater than yourself for a month or longer. And nobody's paying you for this. Maybe you don't even have permission to do this, you know, to plant the trees, for example. And you, clearly you're, you're serving uh, the, uh, just this, you're going against the trend. You're, you're bucking, you're going against the overall, I mean, I'm, I'm still in pain about driving through New Zealand and seeing that nine tenths of New Zealand has been forested and chopped into logs and was stacked at the harbors and being sent on ships to China for them to do whatever. That's where the beauty and the, and the elegance dominant like that. There's a word. It's just some. You know, my whole image of New Zealand. I was in New Zealand back in the '80s. I didn't. When I went back there last month, it's not the same New Zealand. It's a raped and pillaged land now, and it's and so that to to plant trees is going against that. And so, if you're planting trees, if you decide to do this, don't plant the same tree. Plant mixed bulk, mixed forest. Plant different kinds of trees, the local nature, natural ones, whatever. The a mixed forest of trees. Anyway, you can get the feeling of what how you wake up in the morning and you you're not yourself. You are a tree planter. You're a you're a regenerate, an environmental regenerator. You know, to be an environmental regenerator is bigger than being yourself. So you have. And when you do that, you align yourself with forces of nature that are greater than yourself. And all of a sudden you have these allies, this support, you have this flow going through your world. And in that space, imagine what that does to relating. It handles, it handles the, the problems part, the problematical parts, the, the impatient parts, the triggering parts, just handles all that. Smooths it over. It just because you're serving something greater than yourself. So while you carry seedlings, dig holes, mix fertilizer, and pour water together, you will get a sense of how your relating as a whole is being used to serve something greater than each of you individually and even greater than the relationship itself. Let that greater thing nourish your relating in a reciprocal flow. Like, <clears throat> when, if you do that kind of work, if you, for example, plant these trees, you are offsetting a balance in your favor. You're, you know, the, the universe works in balances. And so when you start doing something that's not fair, that's something that's extraordinary, that serves something greater than yourself, it unbalances the entire universe in your favor.
3: That's not the point to do it.
1: No, that's not the point. Why not? <laughs> no, <laughs> Why shouldn't know. it be the
3: point? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like, Stack the cards in your favor. I mean, hey. So, you've got some, what like, religion like, are I, you? I what, what's your I,
0: moral, I, ob- my, my moral, your
1: moral <laughs> objection to stacking the universe in your favor? Can you explain it, that?
3: No, but I mean... The- I don't know.
1: Anyway, what the point I is don't it's know like, It's not, it is not trying,
3: trying to manipulate your universe so it's in your debt. Yes. Okay.
1: Not manipulate. <laughs> you are serving. Okay. You're investing in a bright future, all right If you come up with anything, well, but you
3: know. I mean, it's something like so. For example, Clinton and I were on this island, and and we we. You know, the first thing we do yeah. on the first evening, we try to go into the ocean. And there's so much plastic that it's just revolting. And so we spent... Revolting
1: with a, all spelled in capital letters. Yeah. It was that bad.
3: And so we spent our first evening, which was supposed to be a offline, like, let's do nothing for a while, um, pick up trash. I was to the degree that there were sand flies all over that we got bitten in, in our entire body with sandflies because we were lifting the sand where the sand flies live.
1: Wait, wait, wait. And Janet, these are not ones that you can see. You know, New Zealand sandflies are these black, vicious vampire <laughs> things. And you can see them. Right. These were so small. I go, they're not going to do anything until a day and a half afterward. My whole back is completely welted. My legs are, I'm still scratching. Anyway, these are bad, nasty little flies.
3: And I'm think, you know, if I'm picking up the plastic, thinking, God, I'm doing this because now I'm going to be in the, you know, with this, idea that i'm going to be in debt of the universe you know it's still raging about it that's not the point point. and mean, the point is
1: I'm, you didn't I'm, do it to b- bounce no away.
6: i did not you to- guys just
1: wait <laughs> until we show you the video you made this video with me laying on the beach completely and, and just laying there like i'm sunning myself and then and chloe walks up with this big bag and just dumps all the garbage on top of me it's how the video starts so it's and, and then i sit up and start speaking yeah and I have plastic on my head and plastic over my shoulder. Just it's horrible. There was God. Anyway, don't get me started. Okay.
3: Okay. I mean, so something serving something greater than yourself. I mean, could seriously be to go on these islands. I I, I don't know who needs to care about these islands. But we went to a yeah. a, a cafe or bar or whatever. They didn't have glasses. They served every single drink in a plastic cup. Every single, with, plastic with top and, plastic, and straw. plastic straw. Every single one. And we try to have this conversation, and the answer from one of the local women was, well, we need an affordable, people need an affordable uh, alternative to plastic cups. And it, And the answer was, like, that okay people don't know how expensive plastic is it is so expensive for nature and so anyway i mean it could whatever you know i was ready to like move there and and have a whole project for a year to to exterminate plastic exterminate exterminate plastic on this island change people's mind build people's awareness pick up plastic having guards you know hire a group of people and having guardians in all the streets and 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 um, beaches, and if anybody drops a thing of plastic, they just take them down. You know, I think after a ground, year, <laughs> like, you know, like plastic handcuffs. I know, but it's to that degree that people are—it's insane. So,
1: <laughs> and and I will write articles about it. So that that's the other thing. It's just really outrageous articles with photographs and stuff like that about about how insane it is. Anyway, I mean, really, think about it. If you're a kid born in Asia now, you go outside and you see that on the ground are leaves and plastic. Leaves and plastic. And that's what you see. And so what do you think? Well, you think it's supposed to be like that. You don't have so, – so on our last day, just before we get on a little ferry boat to go on the jet ride through the waves – we, we spent another two hours, two hours picking up three giant bags of plastic and we walked right down the middle of the main street in front of shops, picking up the plastic right in front of their shops. And I was sweating a lot all over the ground just to leave a track. And so, and after, after our, in our second bag, one of the women, a young lady from one of the shops brought us out two bottles of water because they could see we were doing something to serve the village, and of course, it was more plastic. I stuck it, it in. <laughs> it was. It was like so. What and what happens is by doing that, you give the local people the experience, the possibility of the experience of seeing their street with no plastic in it, and it looks entirely different. It's entirely different, and people started to see that, and that that's a, it's a revolutionary thing. Mark.
11: I have a proposal that the production of a product that has a lifetime beyond ours is where the responsibility also lies. You gotta get it from both ends. It's nice to do it from the ground up, but the, if the factory keeps producing the plastic, people are gonna keep using it. So I'm curious and I will explore how to approach that.
3: Yes. Bill, Change the laws. It's about changing. You're talking about having a new law.
11: A new game world.
3: Yeah.
11: A new game world where if you produce a plastic, you have to be responsible for taking that back in after it's been used for whatever purpose.
1: Right. And each plastic bottle that you have, you have to pay a hundred euro deposit on it. Until you give it back, you get your hundred euros back.
2: Yes. I book recently and the author was was telling a story carving out coconuts and cups Mm -hmm. for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you just carry, everybody has their own cup. Yeah. Yeah. And go to the place and take an espresso in my coconut cup. What a great flavor that would be. Mm -hmm. Arena.
10: Yeah, I want to share that in here in the community of Montezuma, it's a little town. We decided to start a campaign with the owners of the stores they used to, uh, every time that you go to the store, they give you a plastic bag. So yeah. we start, like, manipulating them, saying, like, it's too much of the, the, the plastic that we have. And then uh, stop producing or selling and giving away th- those plastic. And now the whole community are not It's the only town. The rest are a mess. But then in the town, we are not, uh, you can you cannot. Um, you can, you have to buy a, a fabric back if you are not taking yours. But the whole community, now we know and carry our back every time that we go at the supermarket. And has been a whole, whole work that is possible in some, it's start little. Yes. So it's possible in some way.
1: So, Ari, did you write a story about this? Have you written an article about this? No. Okay, it's nope, very no. inspiring. It is a very inspiring story. And also take photographs of the cotton bags and the proud people and the clean streets, okay. and you know, and show pictures and write your article. And please put that out there, because people need okay. to do this. Yeah, thank
4: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, thank you. I have to, I have to add something on that regarding the. Like the use of plastic, what you just named about how expensive it is. And I'm discovering it with, I moved into a small community of nine people and we are, we're having all this logistics of how to, how to have our food, where to get it. And, and I, how, how powerful the meme of money is of the, the scarcity meme of money and what costs regarding, regarding all that. Because once we, we start setting up and thinking about other options than, than buying at the local supermarket with a lot of plastic, there comes this idea of, of, oh, well, but it costs more if we buy it in a, in a regenerative store or something. And, and, and that's the, I think that's how fucked up the meme of money or like did to us of that thinking that actually the money is what, what is the cost Mm -hmm. and, as you just said it, that the cost is something so different. And I mean, the, yeah, the cost is what, what it does to nature. And that's the, that's the price we're paying with. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that again, I think that then fuels into what we're speaking about the emotion and the feeling and the power is this getting access to this or, or having access to leave the, the old story of what costs and what money is. Then gives me the power to overcome it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, let me show them your kit
3: Yeah, just people could carry. You know, I'm carrying two two straws. You know, and for people in,
0: uh,
3: well, the whole bag. Oh, I even have a spoon. This one comes from Brazil. Clinton bought it for me in a cafe. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, and so I have two straws, a straw cleaner, very important, and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have pineapple and mango stuck in it. Well,
4: does it work for teeth also?
3: No, but I'm working on for teeth. For teeth, that one no. But I'm, I, you know, I was in the airplane and I forgot my toothbrush and I thought, God, I lo- I would love to have a licorice stick to be able to brush my teeth whenever I want, you know, without having to have a sink and toothpaste and all this stuff. So. Nara is working on me. Um, <laughs> what uh, what was i going to say? Okay, no, we had this idea that you know, if you in, in a community, in a game world in a village that when you're born, each kid gets chopsticks, a spoon, a bowl and a and a water whatever a water container with their name on it. And so if they lose it in the village, then everybody know, oh okay, this is and, and they would bring yeah. it and then you would just you'd carry your stuff. You just have you'd have your stuff.
1: You. you go to a restaurant, you always have your
2: stuff,
3: yeah
2: I, I know some thirty something year olds that still carry their little bear from your arm, so That's That's
0: thing. Thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you need the, the problem is you need chopsticks and spoon and stuff for your bear yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I want to share an idea I had in the morning. I just finished the new from Patricia patz the uh, I do, kind of I do my thing. I don't know if this is the English translation? And she mentioned there's something <clears throat> that actually the power is uh, in um, on the customers uh, or um, work takers side. So if they don't um, support the company with their work, then they actually can do nothing. If the people don't buy the stuff, they can do nothing. And the the question is about the motivation. And my thought, my idea was in the morning, uh, how could we create the motivation if the responsibility is not with the people and they and they don't do it. They still work because they don't have another option and they need the money and all these kind of things. And my idea was if we would have an association or a foundation that is just uh, made to, to kill and break down companies who make, produce shit um, employ the nature and all this and I thought how funny would that be that they that this foundation, go to supermarkets and just say okay please avoid this product and we uh, give you uh, the money that you don't need to buy that and people who are um, asking for this product they get an alternative for free and how long um, did you need to support this until the company is either died or has to, uh, to, to change uh, the their product and how they produce and how they do it? And my maybe naive thought was it doesn't need so much time. And especially if people get something for free and have this story of, wow, If we, uh, there is a supermarket and they don't sell this, but therefore I get this for free, that this actually creates legends to, to um, make this process um, actually very quickly and make change in the company's mind. So we don't want to be the company that is a part of the foundation uh, destruction process.
0: What's, Unfortunately, what's the, right
5: now I don't have the foundation money to create that, but I really would love to have a foundation like that.
1: First yeah. thing you need is a name. You Need a name for the foundation. So, come up with a name for it first. Okay, and we'll do that. There's enough money in the world. Yeah. There's enough money already in the world. Don't don't worry that you don't have the money. But what we miss is the name and how and write
3: it. And write exactly like you said. Just write, write it. Even just, you can write it as a form of an article. What if? Or
1: how does it go? Yeah. Right all out right. The, the game plan.
3: Because, for example, there's uh, Jorge Pedret that's around, you know, in possibility Management. He's building this whole vision about what can millionaires and billionaires do with all their money now. Okay. And so if they actually, they would have a plan to put money into that kind of foundation, but, but it needs the framework. It needs the, yeah.
5: Yay! Yeah. Okay, I will do, <laughs> do the- it. Okay.
1: Yeah, do it. Write up how it goes and tell mm-hmm. us the name. We have a we have a website. I will share
10: it with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have a website up. That's called A. A loose A O M A G.
3: I'll write it down.
1: It stands for A Loose Affiliation of Millionaires and Billionaires. J-F-O-N-A-B dot uh-huh. And uh, you have more ideas for that. I mean, build your own website for that. Uh, Project, association. Association. Build your website for the association, and we'll link to it from this one also. And you can link back. She's gone. No, no. Okay. Yeah. You see that? It's a great website. It's a good start
3: on a website. I mean, just one thing that I, 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 I what I thought was, you know, what's the benefit? How can we make use of the monopoly of all the big Unilever and, and such companies? And that's what we can do with it. It's easier to break them down if there's only one. You only have to work on one.
0: So, <laughs> one well,
3: Unilever is mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, Unilever um, um, no, Yeah,
0: there's this
1: other big one the behind that um what's that one called
3: it's v- it goes with a v
1: vanguard vanguard yeah. yeah vanguard just take dissolve that one have a large pool of muck it's made out of psychopathic gremlin
3: do it with your partner this, yes, is to, this is supposed to be about a relationship study. And
1: let the greater thing nourish your relating in a reciprocal flow as you take action to serve that greater thing. Reciprocal exchange between your relating and something greater can occur, occur during other projects, too, such as organizing a local international intersection conference, an intersection conference that convenes diverse peoples for the purpose of having conversations okay. that matter an intersection conference people or uh, an
3: archaearchy maker fair an
1: archaearchy maker fair so, so
2: the next one
8: he's uh, <laughs> cheating <laughs> finally I want to share something before this you guys, space so closes.
1: you guys are so inventive you don't even have time to read the book okay yeah, go sorry. ahead
8: Yes, I am working on creating the a network called The Anger Service. And mm-hmm. I Sonia, can you say the anger activist? Yes, The Anger Activist. And uh I I want to invite you. Well, the idea is to have this platform where people send a short video of them speaking on their on their mother tongue and saying what they are angry about. And I want to post this online, Instagram also, and (laughs) yes, it's important. (laughs) And
4: what is your fear? What is your fear?
8: Who? who, Can you say that again?
4: What is your fear when you post it on Instagram? Clinton just said that there is emotional fear. The driver.
8: I'm fear that anger doesn't go everywhere and fast enough. That is my fear. And that's why I'm using Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. And so then there will be this series of interviews the streets and asking people what they are angry about. And I want to share that. And so please send your videos if you want to join.
1: Is this a YouTube or is it a website? Where will you share it?
8: I'm going to share it on YouTube and on Instagram. Can you build Would you and-
3: build a website also for it? And you can build it in the strikingly...
1: It's simple, just to make a, a list of all the websites, of all the, of the videos. videos.
8: Yes, yes.
1: Just click on that and then go to the video. Okay. And What would be the name of the website?
8: Mm. I have this thing of the Rage Tour.
1: Rage what? Tour.
2: Tour. Tour. Rage Tour. Yes.
3: What do, so there's but what, a, what is
2: the name do. Yeah, she
3: the anger activist, what is that? That's you?
8: Yes. Okay.
1: Well, can you make that the name of the website? Yes, I can. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then send us the link. And
3: Sonia, even right now you can say who will make a video? So you have people's
1: And bond. write their names down.
8: Okay. Who will make a video saying what they're angry about? Okay. I, mm.
0: Write their names down. Write their we, names we down. You can tell them to
8: you. Yes.
3: Okay. Uh, you have
8: to say the name out loud, Sonia. So mm. I have Clinton and Chloe, Ingrid, Marcus, Janet, Arena, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and Nicole. Nicole Mark.
0: Mark, I agree. Yeah, yeah
8: cool. All right. Thank yeah. you. I'll reach out to
0: you. Right. Because you said rage
4: tour. We we just finished a week ago we finished the first German Rage Club space holding and we have yeah there's uh people are so turned on about doing this rage work now and and so we spoke about the rage tour also through Germany, and they came up just this image of of i maybe you know the like big food, football clubs or soccer clubs or the, they travel with these buses <laughs> and then it's a club on it and so if you by any chance uh, get someone to to paint a bus uh, yeah a rage club and then just travel the city and people will be so uh, motivated to know because, because there's soccer fans and, and hockey fans and all, all that stuff. And, and suddenly there's Rage Club traveling and they'll ask you what it is. And so please paint this bus if you get to. And,
8: and Marcus, I am, I, am, I am doing this with Gabrielle in France in yeah. Yeah. June and July. And I want to ask you, do you want to organize this with me worldwide?
0: And,
8: and people to do this
0: yeah
4: I want to have the first conversation with you, yes okay <laughs> <Thank>
8: yay <you. laughs>
4: I'm in Jeff is in
8: Okay.
2: am to, to do this tour yeah. yeah
1: I mean the next experiment in the book is fight a noble battle fight a noble battle work as a team attend your local town meetings and take a stand to pass the resolution that ends corporate personhood so that business leaders can no longer avoid responsibility by hiding behind a legal structure of a corporation. And then you have a noble battle to fight, an adventure to live. And if you are a man, your woman has a hero to be rescued by. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So fight this is a noble battle. These things we're talking about are noble battles. What I what I'm saying is the the force will be with you. I mean this is what I mean is like if you if you align yourself with something greater than yourself and greater than you're relating and you have this team or a three cell or five cell you've got the team working in the name of You're like it's what Jesus said you know he said two or more gathered in my name there am I in the midst of them that's what i heard it he said it was just a rumor but it works this is the technology it's these are instructions two or three people three or four people gathered in the name of bright principles noble cause and those things just show up you just Hold that space, center ground, and chord bubble, and you call in those bright principles, the thing will rip. Anybody like to say anything before we
3: escape? What? I've missed the space. I'm this is so cool. All these projects and this is phase two of (laughs) archaearchy.
1: That's (laughs) right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> See you Bye. in a
3: little while, twenty third of May. Okay. Yeah. Bye. You. You. Bye. Bye
7: everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs>